welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going down. Kind of like some of these players, like Saquon Barkley. It's going down. He's yelling, I'm going limber because... This is not good. My, my high thing? ankle. Going limber. Limber. Limp? Perhaps. Limber is like when you're all flexible and everything. Limber up. Matt. Timber? Are you thinking of timber? timber. I'm going limber. Yeah, you're thinking timber. Through uh, the T. Well, I was definitely thinking timber because of the song. Yeah. Don't correct me. I, don't <laughs> if I didn't correct you, we wouldn't have a podcast. It's fine. This is I'm my go- this is yeah. my role. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm going less limber. That's what I'm, <laughs> there you I'm go. going less limber. That's what I yeah, Saquon Barkley out for a while. The hot the dreaded high ankle sprain. It might as well be broken. Yeah, we were we were at a bar watching that game before the Browns game, right? Yes. Me and you. Yes. And I, and I looked you up. And I, yes. Oh, sorry. Now we're can't, well, now we're the English police over here. <laughs> now we're the English police. Please speak all uh, about the correct grammar in English to me, please. And, and I looked up, and I think I saw it before you did, and, and, and alerted you, and, and, and the jaws just dropped open yes. all around the bar. Everyone, about the running. The, 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 the hush came over the whole entire crowd. And, and yeah, so it looks like, it, like one. it looks like it, it sounds like it's a, a pretty big time window here. It's a two to eight weeks. Oh, it's eight weeks. I, yeah. He's going to see another specialist tomorrow. That dude is... Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Ain't going to see you till the playoffs. It's like, like literally to your fantasy football fantasy playoffs. playoffs yeah. If you get there without him. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing, you know. Yeah, come on. Let's face it. For the most part, if you took Saquon, it's because you had a bad team just a year ago. Right. Uh, so when you lose Saquon, most likely you're going to revert back to your crappy team. Yeah. Unless you made some good trades just to get him like I did in the league. Oh, I just lucked into Saquon. Easy. Don't <laughs> yeah. pat yourself on the back too hard there. Yeah, well, yeah. Sometimes you get lucky. Dude, fantasy football, dude. What's what what takes more than just skill in fantasy football? It's it's luck. It's why we play dynasty fantasy football because it puts way more skill into it than luck. But when you get to sure. the playoffs, it still takes a lot of yeah, luck to get through say. there. Because you get the sexiest lineup of all time. One bad week. Oh yeah. Like, dude, I got I got DeAndre Hopkins, Tyree Kill, and Julio Jones. My running backs are Saquon Barkley. And uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And then you lose some guy who has DJ Shark, Terry McLaurin, and John Ross. And you're like, what the hell? What just happened? What just happened? Yep. Who are these guys? Who are Can they drink at a league bar legally? <laughs> this is crazy. So with Saquon going out, obviously, you know, the pickup here is going to be Wayne Gallman. Right. Uh, yep. Which is going to be, uh, you know, he's a, any starting running back that's going to get carries, unless your name is Ron Jones, is going to be pretty viable here uh, in, in football. And right now... That's going to be Wayne Goldman. Yeah, I mean, he, he got five for 13. He's just a guy. Oh, he's, he's just a guy. But um, he's at least startable. He did, he, did um, he did a pretty good job week one. He got some opportunities. He scored a touchdown. He caught three balls for 24 yards. So he had a decent week one. So you might be able to get that kind of, you know, at, the, at his ceiling, he's probably going to be a 13 to 15 point guy per week. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see what happens. The offense looks... Pretty good with Danny Dimes there. So. Oh, oh, we're. We, I mean, we're gonna get to that. that don't, it's don't gotta worry. boost his value just slightly. We're gonna be talking quarterbacks here first out the gate. Yeah. Uh, and, and I got. You know, He's at the top of the list. As the president of the Daniel Jones fan yes. club, I obviously have a lot to say about this. And I, I'm you also know. a member. Uh, I, I had guess. to go back and watch the tape, yeah. uh, fully, to make sure I, I I didn't say anything out of out of uh, out of line here. Uh, got a couple takes on it, but just just like I was telling everybody. Uh, Months ago, that if you weren't going to draft Daniel Jones in the first round of your Superflex League, which Matt agreed to, that you were foolish. And, uh, well, yeah, bad seven fifty. Even though, so far, I I want to say like, well, there's a lot to be wrong about this year so far, but everybody's wrong about a lot of things this year because this season it's is been so a weird far year. been crazy. It's but been it's been a wacky start. It's early. It is very early. At the same time, after this week, we're going to be almost a third of the way through the season. So after week four, you start your way playoffs week 14, uh, do the math. It's yeah. about we what, have, 30%. Yeah, 30%. And and don't forget there's bye weeks and stuff coming up. This this is get, We're getting into it now. Oh, I love this you time. Know? I love when the bye weeks sit because this is where, Death. you know, this is where this is where I hate people that give up after like three weeks. They're like, oh, I'm 0-3. This is garbage. No, 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 no. Everybody's cool 
week one through three, right? This is like, this is a trial period. This is like the free period, you know, hey, everybody's feeling good, playing good. John Ross is number one. Andy Dalton's out here slinging the football, you know. DJ Shark is is wide receiver six on the year, which is I still like long term. We'll talk about DJ Shark too, but I love this time because everybody's feeling good. Everybody's got all their guys. Everybody's healthy. Well, for the most part, but every seasons every week somebody's still going to get hurt, right? And the problem is now you got to deal with the injuries, but now you got to start doing with the bye weeks. Yep. So you're going to see the standings start to change here pretty drastically. Um, and I love making moves right about now. You know. I love that team that's 0-3 just to see if I can build on top of that gloom and see if I can get a little bit more. Like, try to get him in that rebuild mode where I can maybe give him, like, some younger guy. I, I love those 0-3 guys. Hey, who, who who are their vets that can help me? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Who, I I know they're thinking draft already. Can I can I give them some my what can my 20, 21st buy me? What can my 2021st and 2022nd buy me? Because you got to use those picks as capital as well. If you can get a good return out of them, just don't hoard them, no matter how good we think that draft class is. Before we get into quarterbacks, um, well, you know, Cam Sert, he's out four to eight weeks. Right. Now, Linz, Linz, is it Linz? Liz? Liz, let me be frank. Exactly. It's not good. Liz Frank. Thank you. <laughs> yes, Liz. Um, yeah, when you get to Liz Frank, it's, you become almost like Anne Frank, and you just disappear. And obviously, I mean, this was something that that a probably you know this probably originally happened in the preseason. He thought maybe, hey, I can play through this, I can play, and then he was obviously not himself. He did not look good in the first you know couple games there, and you know he, it pops up that it's an actual you know Liz Frank injury, and he's going to miss now four to eight. weeks. Yeah, and that takes away your mobility, and we all know Cam Newton's a big mobile quarterback. That's yep. strength and. Right now, I mean, everybody's been seeing the tweets out there with that. You know, my favorite commercial when it came out was that little yeah. kid, Cam Newton, like, oh, just warming up my arm. Yeah. Lo- I love that commercial so right. much. I, th- I love that little kid. Now there was like, oh, who would have thought they put, like, Kyle Allen's face on it? Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. It's everything I ever hoped that commercial Beautiful. could be. So, and Kyle Allen's look good. He has. So far into it. But we're going to talk about Kyle Allen when we get we to will, quarterbacks we'll get here, to too. So, we're going to, we'll hold off on that just a minute here. A couple more news and notes. T.Y. Hillen might be out uh, this week with a quad injury. Vance McDonald gets uh, Nick Vanette gets traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers for Nick Vanette for no. no Nick Vanette's going to the Steelers. I don't know what the Seahawks got. I didn't see all the these, compensation. All these V's. Nick Vanette for replaced Vance, Vance. McDonald. So, going so Vance McDonald's got the, the the shoulder in a sling, right? And now they traded for Nick Vanette. Yes, to clear and all that up. <laughs> it, it's a tight end friendly. Thank you. It's a tight end friendly office, but just like Vance kind of started a little bit slow, let's look for Nick Vanette to start off a little bit slow here too. Really shows well for a guy like Deontay Johnson, who is this name starter uh, this week and showed mm-hmm. up okay there. And James Washington more so than Nick Vanette, but maybe this kind of moves the needle a little bit for somebody. I mean, I, I've never been a huge Vanette fan. You can go back to his Ohio State days when he was coming out. Like, I just never saw it at him as, like, a big-time upside play at the wide receiver, especially for fantasy. I do wonder if there's going to be more news that drops later. Uh, how, how how bad is this injury for Vance McDonald? Right, no, if they immediately go out and trade for a guy. Yeah, that, it's, it's fishy. That definitely pretty, is fishy. Pretty bad if you're going to make out there. Make, if you're going to give up any kind of capital, you're making a move like that, you're making a move. And it really shows – uh, the trust in Will Disley, who we're going to talk about here with yeah. the tight ends, because I've got a lot to say about Will Disley, too. Uh, I think we're not going to get to Will Disley to the Nerd Herd episode, but if you want to hear some really good nugs on Will Disley and why you should be making moves for Will Disley, buy me a cup of coffee, and I'll tell you exactly why here in the Nerd Herd episode coming up. That's it. Cup of coffee, and we're good. We're going to we're gonna chit-chat. We'll also talk about some wide receivers, too. Yep. But the best part is going to be the Will Disley conversation, because I've got some things to say. Are you going to listen? Well, I'll, I'll probably contribute too. Well, I'll, I'll be here. Okay, thanks. <laughs> yep. uh, and then finally, uh, Tevin Coleman might come back. Not finally, yeah. but two more things. Tevin Coleman might be back soon, like two weeks soon. Yeah, because they're on their bye right now, so it would be week five, their next game back. He, he could be available. And, there, and there's already a thought that, you know, Jeff Wilson would probably be inactive. He'd be the one right. that goes down. The um, one that's stealing all the goal line carries. He's been, yeah, he's been vulturing oh goal line gosh. carries and, and touchdowns for the past Matt Breed couple of weeks. Matt Breida looks so good, and then they – Pull him out. I know, but here's what I'm thinking about this, though. If Vance, if Tevin Coleman comes back, he's, he's only on a two-year deal, right? There's With what Breida's done, he's still going to get his carries. Yeah. you get, you got to look at it 100%. He's looked sure, great. Right? I'm hoping Tevin Coleman comes back, not expecting really much week five, but then like six, seven, really start to produce. Let's try and monitor here like a buy-in window for Breida. Because mm-hmm. Matt Breida is going to be a good... He's just a quality He will not back. go away. So... 
it might open another good buy. Like Brita could be bought now, mm-hmm. but like even more so if Coleman comes back and produces a little bit here. Sure. I'm not in that situation. I think Brita's a good buy. As a guy that doesn't own him, I, I don't have a great feel for how I would, you know, how I would, uh, um, how much it would take to get him from me. But I know that you have him in a couple of leagues that I'm in in with you. What would it take right now to pry Matt Breda away from you? It, it would have to take like an upside because picks aren't getting it done because, you know, I'm not taking a second for him. And, and, and no one, and no much. one's going to pay a first, right? And nobody's going to pay a first. So, right. like, you're calling that in between about, like, a receiver. Like, I would like to – to me, he's, like, a package deal. Like, he's that cherry on top of a good package. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, here I am with some elephant underwear. This is – Matt Breida's, the, like, the the trunk. You know what I mean? Like, he's the, he's the good part of that. Uh, and where can I find the big ears on the flap side? You know what I mean? <laughs> Of these of the elephant underwear. That's what I'm trying to add on to it. So, so who who's the big flaps then? That's, that's where that's what you have to figure out the, uh, like, to make the deal go through, right? What, I mean, what, what if they? What I if can't they get past the visual to think. I right was now, so confused so. as to what was going on. Uh, what if it was uh, you did the type of thing where you packaged the Art second underwear? Oh, maybe. Okay, we can, right, we can right. package all no these ears on the animal. All these animal undies. I go elephant because my ears stick out. You know, it's kind of like me and yeah. Just I get that. We'll you, uh, you, you, ide- you get it. You identify with an elephant. I get it. All right. Go All ahead. right. So yeah, great Brita, memory. Brita in a second. Brita in a second. And for a first. What if you did that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're talking. Okay. But like, it's got to be the picks have got to be differentiated. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. can't be like late oh, first. I'm going to late first, yeah. early second. I'm just moving back a couple spots in the draft because right. like. We we saw a bogus trade go down like that where a guy made a move and he just literally moved down the draft like a spot, probably like a spot, probably like one spot. Yeah, for <laughs> Mike, it was a Mike Evans trade. It was doo doo. I don't want to talk about it because I'll get angry. So uh, so will I. So he yeah. basically got Mike Evans for a twenty twenty one first, and yeah, that was it. He much. switched a yeah. second and a first, and it's, probably moving back one spot. That oh was I, there had gosh. to be lube involved. Somebody finished. I don't know who it was, but it wasn't the guy who gave up Evans. Uh, it depends if you're a pitcher or catcher, I guess, at that point. I mean, yeah. if, if that's what you're into, then either both. Probably. Whatever gets you whatever gets you by. So, for me, uh, yeah, Breida to me is just, like, he's a good, like, it's not, unless you can make a move for, like, a receiver that, like, sure. De- okay, like a guy like Deontay Johnson. Right, like a De- like if you're rebuilding, you got Brita, you're not really over concerned about it, and you're looking for a high upside like receiver potentially. Maybe if somehow you can get like Paris Campbell, you give up a little bit, you know. Hey, I'll give you my 2022nd and Brita for Paris Campbell, you know, some along those lines. But see, I think I might be a little higher on Brita then, because because I don't think I would do that. No, yeah, I think I think I like Brita. I th- I see him as a solid flex play for a while. I don't think he's ever going to be a legitimate RB2 with Coleman or whoever else is going to be in there. But I, I do think he's going to be in that flex consideration for the foreseeable future. And I, and I like him, but, I mean, we're still talking. I'm, I'm looking for a good upside young sure. receiver. You know, that, same thing. It'd be a solid flex. I mean, Paris Campbell uh, could be the number one there in uh, sure. Indianapolis. Sure. Deontay Johnson, yeah, will it be not? It would be more straight up for me. I wouldn't add that second then. All right, but but yeah. then as an owner, then we we're negotiating, that. right? So right, some right, exactly. Someone might take the second for you. It wouldn't. So it's like okay, well, let's let's you you appreciate Breda a little bit more. I think so. so yeah. You know, if you if you're trying to get Breda, then all of a sudden I'm going to blast. Right. You know what I mean? But that's that's kind of the deal you have to make. Because I was talking to somebody for they, they're like, hey, I need a running back. I have Breda. And I made an offer. I offered him my 2022nd and Breda for their 2021st. It wasn't even his pick. But it was going to be a higher first and mm-hmm. he's like well i'm not giving that up i'm like dude i'm offering you a quality running back you're yeah. the one you're the one in need this is the only one i have available to move back in the draft he's like i'm not doing it and like he was like laughing at me about it so i sent him all the i started sending him video clips of Brita playing <laughs> you know and we're the ones is, matched is, up with barry sanders yeah and his stats you know i'm like dude like what like do you watch football do you not see like like Cause that's the thing. Some people just completely throw them to the wayside, and yeah. that's why that's why I asked the question because I, I I was witness to this conversation, so I, I I knew there was a little bit of question about where he lands as far as value. So that's why I kind of want to get it. It, out it there. does vary a bunch. Yeah, it's it, yeah. it, it is one of the more like fluid values right. I think in in the fantasy. Community. And that's why in dynasty, he's a player you should for sure be out there testing the water on. Yeah. And I think I'm going to hold off here though on testing that water just a little bit longer until Coleman comes back yep. and reduces that value a little bit. Cause any kind of reduction or regression in value is where I'm looking at for a guy like Brita young, 
talented, over five yards per carry, can catch the football if needed be, can be moved around in offense. You know, maybe, maybe a good person to um, – a Something we don't foresee too far down in the future when we get to trade on like, uh, a trade bait. You know, say Coleman comes back, he looks good. Crazy as it may be, but you don't, I mean, you don't know. Maybe the Chiefs offer uh, a fifth round pick for Matt Breida. Can you imagine sure. Matt Breida in that Chiefs offense? Oh. He'd fit that system perfectly I would love out there, that. right? You know, something on those lines. Or Tampa Bay said, Tampa Bay actually makes a push towards the playoffs. They need a quality young running back because they say, hey, Ryan Jones just sucks, right? <laughs> <laughs> They literally come out of a press conference like, look. Like, I mean, dude, if you look at, like, like, dude, nothing's worse. That was the Monday night game, right? Or was that the Monday Tampa Bay? Uh, Thursday night game. Thursday night game? Tampa Bay, uh, Carolina game you're talking oh, about? Oh, infuriating where, like, the, the announcers are like, oh, that's 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 Matt, that's Matt, uh, that's Ronald Jones for you. Just knows how to, like, break tackles and gets <laughs> open. And you're like, and it, it, I, literally his one play that they said this on was they did a dump off screen to him. There's nobody around him. He had three blockers, and he got, like, 20 yards. And, like, that's what he gives. I'm like, dude, any running back in the NFL would got 20 yards there. And then you're just watching the rest of the tape, and he's, like, the game, and he's, like, going down first contact. I was say, he's tripping over no the, explosion. The, the carpet monster. And, yeah, like, oh, he's explosive. I'm like, dude, you're, do you even watch football? Like, you're an NFL announcer. No, they don't. So, but Bree could be somebody who, that's, that's a guy that they go, hey, we have Jeff Wilson, right? We got Tevin Coleman. We still Mostert. got Jer- We still got Jerick McKinnon. <laughs> We got Moster and dying out on that island by yourself. Like if I, if I was an NFL GM, I'm a hundred percent targeting that, right? Like if I'm the GM of the Chiefs and like say something happens to Shady McCoy or something along those lines, and I mean screw Dave, Damian Williams or even the Bucks and they're making a move, like I'm calling Kyle Shanahan and I'm saying, hey guys, Giants are all of a sudden competitive, possibly with Dave Dimes. But Breida's like one of those options or even in the offseason where this is, this could be a guy who could be a long-term play. So I do agree with Garrett where, okay, hey, I'm doing it straight up. That's fine because that's how I envision him too. I, I envision him as a quality asset. But you're going to have other people that don't, like the guy I'm dealing with, right. that don't visual, visualize him that. And mm-hmm. that's fine because when, I'm, when I say put out these offers, I always look at it where I'm in 20 dynasty leagues. So it's hard for me to keep up on anything. Sure. So I make offers to everybody because you never know what owner is going to have what Feeling value of that player. It, yeah. And you got to feel it. And maybe some owner is going to feel like us. And they're like, no, I'm not dealing Brita for anything less. You just, you, hey, you did your due diligence. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, when you send these trade offers out in Dynasty, it's more of like, hey, let's open negotiate. Like, sometimes you, you got to get a deal done. You're going to send your best offer out to get it. You're going to make it done. But sometimes you just want to send something over to let people know you're interested. Here's, here's what I'm thinking. Because I don't want to really overpay right out the gates here. Let's see if we can open some negotiations, right? And yep. Breed is one of those guys I think can be had. And let's see what that owner's feeling like. And maybe you guys can come to a common ground to give that up. Yeah. I like it, though. I like giving away Breed. And then, obviously, uh, more news as we get into quarterbacks here is Antonio Brown got cut by the Patriots. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about Antonio Brown. He said he's done with the NFL. Uh, he enrolled back into school. The, the dude's off his rocker. He enrolled back in school? Yeah, yeah Central yes. Michigan. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. He's so, back. I missed that. Could you imagine seeing him in study hall? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I mean, the guys, God bless. Who knows what's going on? I just loved what was going on in Pittsburgh then. You know what I mean? And then people were like, oh, he gave up a third and fifth for him. Like, that's all they got. And I'm like, oh, they would probably just taking the fifth. Like, this is insane. Like, yeah. it's. Does he play football again? That's the question. That's what everyone wants to know. You know what I mean? I, I would be shocked if it's in 2019. I guess there's an outside shot maybe in 2020, but. 2020. I don't, I don't think he's touching the field this year. I don't think he touches the field this year either, unless it gets. I was gonna say, what if everything gets cleared? He's clear of all charges. Maybe within like three weeks. We we know he's so fickle. He hops back and forth. So yeah, that's I mean, what I, that's I mean, what I mean. He's so unpredictable. I wouldn't be surprised if if this was all just a thing that he's doing right now, and then as soon as everything clears, he's already got two, two teams lined up. Yeah. So what would I mean? If you hold him, if you have him, you have to hold him. You have to hold him. Yeah. Do you make? The lowest of low ball offers just to try to get him here then? Like, but, do you offer a 2024th? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, very the guy literally said he's never playing the NFL again. So it's like you're the one taking all the risk. Right. For right. the fourth. Cause even if he comes back, like you said, next year, you're talking about a 32 year old receiver. Uh, that took that's, a year off. that's literally cuckoo for Cocoa Butts. Puffs. Yeah, it's it's or Cocoa Butts. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Cocoa Butts? <laughs> Dude, Cocoa Butts with with elephant underwear. <laughs> there you go. Branding. Uh, oh, man. The Dynasty Nerd logo tattooed on your butt cheek. I totally. Because you got exposed cheeks there, for sure. 
Yeah, I mean, you're gonna go Coco Butch. I had a train of thought. It's so far gone. It's gone. Let's get to these quarterbacks. All right. So obviously, the biggest thing here is Daniel Jones. What's his middle name? We need to figure that out. So Dimes, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. Danny right. Dimes Daniel Jones. Dimes Jones. I mean, he comes right. out. He's QB2 in a week. He scores 34.2 points. I mean, look out, Daniel Jones. Mike Vicolite is what I like to call him. <laughs> yeah. It's it's when we, when we were scouting him, I said, I'd love the dude's athleticism. Yeah. It, it, was, it, it, was, it was apparent when you watched it that he was more athletic than you would guess just by looking yeah. at the guy. Everything I saw on tape. Like, when he, when he came out, when I was making this big push, I was like, dude, I don't understand what everybody's in a hubbub about. This guy fits Kyle uh, Pat Strummer's offense to a T. Why did Case Keenum do so well in Minnesota to get a big contract? It's because of Pat Strummer's offense and taking everything that they give you, those short intermediate rights. It's a 10-yard game, right? Every 10 yards equals the first down. That's what a guy like Daniel Jones can do. Mm-hmm. He has Squam Barkley. Sterling Shepard looked great. Yep. Guess who's coming back after this week? Golden, Golden Tate. Tate. Another great short intermediate route. You got Evan Ingram who, who can explode on the field at any yeah. any rate. Now, what I don't like here is for going forward just for the next eight weeks is where Saquon is going to like hinder a little bit. It's going to close some of what he could do yeah. early. Now, when he did go out, it was ten. They only had ten points. Daniel Jones still came back. He did it all on his own. Game. Yep. The only thing I don't like about the Saquon injury is like it's, I think it's going to hurt some of his running. Ability because with the Saquon back there, you got to really respect Saquon. Like his first touchdown run, right? You do the fake pat handoff and he just rolls out to the right, runs it in for 10 yards on his own. He has that kind of athleticism, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Vick like, right? So <laughs> maybe more Aaron Rodgers, Andrew Luck, but you know, how dare you talk about Daniel Jones? <laughs> Puts Aaron Rodgers in the same field as Daniel Jones. Garrett, now we have to talk about We him. are going to have to talk about Garrett. Yeah, we're yeah. going to have to talk about this later. <laughs> Um, He's not part of our, the fan club, and it's apparent. I, I'm in the club. I, I, accuracy look good. He I, wants you know. to be in the club, it sounds like, but he's he's doing it wrong. I, <laughs> Read the sign. No, every wrong. club. <laughs> I hate this. But Daniel Jones' accuracy look good, right? Um, yeah. Some of the passes he hit that were drops could have been catches. A uh, couple he threw in the dirt. You know, had to one. As I say, uh, you're the one that went back and watched it. I mean, we, you and I were watching it live in a bar, so we were we were missing bits and pieces. He looked good from the stuff that I saw, but you watched the. Whole I thing, went back so. and watched every yeah. second of that game. I had mm-hmm. to. I had to watch every second of Daniel Jones out there, and he's everything I would hope he'd be. A lot of good decision making too. Smart, hey, smart that, guy. And, and that was that was the assessment that I heard from. I think it was Kurt Warner or somebody that mm-hmm. wa- that watched the whole game. He was like played one of the cleanest games he's ever seen from a rookie making his, his first, first start and he's like it's to be honest it's cleaner than a lot of the the veterans you know so from that the, from that standpoint the guys you know he's seeing the field he's making the reads he's he's playing a clean game you know no interceptions which is great 336 yards on 20 on 36 attempts completed 23 of them two touchdowns ran the ball four times for 28 yards an additional two touchdowns on the ground an additional two touchdowns huge huge fantasy production man Hey, I I don't know what to say. This is a guy who I've been talking about since the NFL draft, and how I under, didn't understand how anybody was just not taking him in superflex leagues. And and for the person in our superflex league that said God bless you, Dynasty <laughs> Matt, when I picked Daniel Jones in um the first round, I was so jealous. Um, thank you, and I didn't sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> it's just value. I, I, that has to have been what he was talking about. That, that must have been yeah. <laughs> so Jones right now, like in a super flex league, you're, you're not going to trade for him. It is what it is. Well, well, let's look at this from a one QB aspect. All right. Okay. We've lost a lot of quarterbacks to injury. A lot of quarterbacks. It's been a big, big time years already. And there's a lot of older quarterbacks. So somebody took Daniel Jones, most likely second, third round. Second or third. Yeah. Of their, of their regularly ref, possibly even the fourth. I was saying one, one QB, QB was probably more third or fourth. Yeah. So most likely, right. Most likely third or fourth. Can we give up a 2022nd in one QB league if you need some quarterback help for Daniel Jones? I have no issue with it. It's early, but he's looked good in the preseason now, and now through his first start, he's looked good. I I don't like to jump to these really quick judgments of people, um, especially in their rookie year. Um, first game. But as a member of the Daniel <laughs> Jones tra- fan club, yes, clearly. No, I, I, I mean, I think as long as it's not like a super early one, I think you're okay. Yeah, we go. We talk about this all the time when it comes to fantasy producers, mostly with running backs and receivers. So we don't talk about it ever with quarterbacks. I just want to reemphasize on something I said back in June, and it goes back to Daniel Jones and Pat Shermer's offense. 
it just to me it's a match made like when I told when I was out here preaching John Brown you know like dude John Brown you gotta go out there and get him you gotta make this move because it's just him and Josh Allen it's just a match made in heaven Pat Shermer and Daniel Jones and probably more so why like people are like well why don't they take Dwayne Haskins it's just Daniel Jones fits Better that fit. system to a T go back and listen to our quarterback podcast and everything else about that you know and then it says Daniel Jones we we went over this multiple times it's just it's a perfect fit. The receivers are a good fit. The the tight end's a good fit. The running back's an amazing fit when St. Quentin comes back for his dump-off <laughs> yeah, passes. Yeah, a huge help, right? And not just that for his throwing the football, but the offset what Daniel Jones can do with his legs. This is a guy who's going to be that, you know, Dak Prescott right. The guy who's going to sneakily get you uh, 400 rushing yards on a season, and you don't even know where they, you know, like, oh, wow. Right, because really? it, it's like 25 yards here, 30 yards there, and, and all of a consistently. sudden. Consistently. Yeah. And the line's better than it's been in New York in, in previous seasons, oh, too. Yeah. So we get much better Kevin Zeitler, that's a huge, yep. that's a huge, you know. You, and they've been, you dra- the they, they've been drafting along the line, too, for yep. the past couple of seasons. So, so for me, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it. In Superflex, I'd give up uh, I'd give up a 2021st for Daniel Jones at this point. I feel it's going to be a little later. I have no problem with it. People will probably take that as well, seeing some people weren't taking the second round. Uh, when, here, when, you, when, you, when you harp a guy all summer, and he comes out and he has one good game, but it's everything that you wanted to see out of him, and he literally does it to a T in his first game, there's nothing but positive things to come for the future. You know, it'd be like, It'd be like Josh Jacobs coming out and just catching the ball really well, run the ball really well and aggressively, and scoring 30 points. You're like, yeah, that's what I want to see. You know, it's like people will come at you and be like, well, you know, it is just one game. It's versus, you know, it's okay, but it's everything I saw getting up to this point as well. So love Danny Dimes. Well, even even if it's a, you said a late 2021st, I have no problem with an early 2021st. And super flex. And a super flex? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, you're looking at, at Tua as probably the 101 in a super flex. Yeah, it looks like we already know what we got in Danny Dimes. We have no idea what his landing spot will be. You know, all of that. It'll probably be Miami. Yeah, you like, <laughs> like Tua in Miami? Yeah, right. you know. So, I mean, I'd have no problem even if it was an early 2021. Oh, for, in a super flex, yeah. Yep. In a super flex, I'm like, hey, I'll give you my 2021. I'm like, dude, your team sucks. I'm like, I know. That's why I'm offering you my 2021. I'm trying to change this around. Yeah. Give me Mike Vick light. And, and in a one QB <laughs> league, I mean, obviously, Mike Vick light is the way you want to go for, I mean, if you give a second round pick, uh, even if it's a middle second round pick to late second round pick, yeah, it's going to be a good player. But chances of him being around ten years from now, when Danny Dimes is still dropping dropping bombs on fools, yep. uh, is pretty low. So I mean, you're you're really making a long term investment there. And I remember saying this too when I was a guest on another podcast. I was with I'm some other analyst, and I was arguing, not arguing, but debating, saying, "Dude, listen, like I don't understand why nobody's taking him here like high in the second when he's available. Cause I took him in the first two. Like I traded up for him in the first. I'm like, it doesn't make sense because even if he comes out and he's just average, average, like Andy Dalton kind of quarterback, that second round pass investment is already increased in value in a oh, super yeah. flex. Like, like, what do you like? It's increased in value immediately. And here we are after week one, you took Danny dimes, mid second, high second because of us, hopefully in your super flex league. And we're talking about giving up a high 2021st already. So even if you didn't need him, you just took him like, dude, I'm going to trust Rich and Matt, you know, from other history of the podcast. I'm taking him. I don't even need him. And he's your quarterback four, for, let's say. You can literally right now today, definitely with the way the market is, you can turn around and flip Danny Dimes for super heat. And, that, and that's, a, that's an important piece of it, too, because there's so many injuries right now that everyone's scrambling around trying to get somebody. Man, but, I, would, I wish you could play the stock market like I played Dynasty Fantasy Football. Sweet baby. Jeez. Um Let's move on. Kyle Allen, we mentioned uh, Cam Newton out four to eight weeks. Kyle Allen, Allen comes in. He's QB six on the week, scores 24.3 points, 19 for 26 for 261 yards. And Garrett, how many touchdowns? Four. Four. Four now, touchdowns. Somebody who doesn't like Daniel Jones, can you count to four? Uh, can I use my hands or no? Definitely not. It's then cheating. nope. Okay, all right. Kyle Allen comes in. Now, it's easy to say, hey, this was just, uh, you know, whatever, Arizona – you know, what's there to really like here? Arizona sucks. Their defense sucks. It just gets roasted week in, week out. Uh, you know, guys out there like Greg Olson was tearing it up this week. Uh, guys like Curtis Samuel are out there tearing up because who would have thought he was yeah, going to be okay? Five for 53 and a touchdown, I believe. For yeah, same who would ever guess he'd be okay? Now, it's, it's, I'm not going to go off one game versus Arizona. But Kyle Allen, somebody who, you know, showed a little bit last year as being – you know, okay. Yeah, he had a couple of little spot starts there at the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. And comes out this week. He's QB six on a week. Is this is this a uh, a, a circum a, 
A circumcision? A circumcision, right? I don't think there's any skin getting Are we exposing the head of the monster? <laughs> All right. Is it just free for the world now to see? And like, it's nowhere to go, but, well, I guess you had nowhere to go, but up. Oh, Jesus. After that. <laughs> what, 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 what are we thinking Kyle Allen here? Because, I mean, baby Jesus. we have to be somewhat concerned with Cam now. I, Injuries are mounting up. Liz Frank, shoulders. It's like they can get out from Cam Newton. I, I, I do want to revisit something that we talked about a few months back. And you guys laughed at me a little bit. And granted, it was more on the conspiracy theory side. And I think I legitimately said conspiracy theory. But $2 million cap hit if they cut Cam after this year. We said no chance of that. I laughed at you. I did. I remember that now. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded so funny at the time in our defense. Yeah. <laughs> but in my defense, now all of a sudden. Doesn't seem so crazy. It doesn't seem so crazy, does it? I'm not laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the thing is, Kyle, Kyle Allen did look really, really good out there. And I mean, remember in college, he, he beat out the number one overall pick. He beat out Kyler Murray at one point. So we know he has game. Uh, we know he has talent. Uh, I'm not saying he's the future, but I'm very concerned if I'm a Cam owner. And you're going to say they might cut Cam Newton. <laughs> still laughing at me. But don't, but don't forget, all laughing aside, um, they, they, I mean, they went out and spent a third-round draft pick on Will Greer. So, yep. I mean, it's they're, as a franchise, they're preparing, I think, for life without him. And and Ron Rivera, I just heard do an interview. I think it was today. It was either today or yesterday. Um, and they specifically were talking about um, Kyle Allen, and he was like, "Yeah, he was like, a, he was a guy that you know players would come up to me, you know, during practice and during training camp and stuff, and say, hey, man, I, I I'm interested to see what this guy would do with an opportunity, you know. And I think this was, you know, obviously last year he was talking about because sure. he got a bit of an opportunity last year. So it's not like it's not like people within the organization don't like this guy you know what i mean yeah he, they, he is liked the players like him obviously you know the coaches liked him enough to keep him around and now he's and, starting and over greer who they invested a third round pick in yep absolutely so i mean it's a it's a lot of good things uh kind of headed in his direction and, and it's all pointing in 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 a you know arrow up so like is this scenario. a move here we're looking at like in a super flex league only right obviously here yeah um yeah. Do you go out there and jump on a Kyle Allen because he could be had? Because people are like, okay, it's short term. Cam's be back soon. Somebody's probably just looking for quarterback help. Do you do you offer twenty twenty what? Just I mean, cause we're always we're. I mean, obviously we. It's funny because we always use like picks as like right. compensation. It's the easiest currency. And if you go to dynastyners.com our rankings, you see where we slot. Actually, like we have our rankings as part of our overall or our picks, future picks as in our rankings. So like a 2021st is slotted in above, say, you know, Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm, For sure. So like you can kind of use that as a gauge point as well. So if I have any player under here, I can get him. To me, the dynasty nerds are saying this is good value. Yep. The whole reason the picks are in there. So you kind of say like, okay, what are are they worth? Yeah. Who needs a trade calculator? And Rich would rather have a 2021st than Derrick Henry. I mean, who wouldn't, right? (laughs) Right? Yes. Am I right? I or mean, he, he didn't have a great week this week. For what well, dude, all his touchdowns are from the one-yard line, and besides that easiest screen, it's just... That I easy. won't say too much because he's really shoving in my face. He and really he shoves is. hard, and I don't want a broken nose. <laughs> so, but, like, is this a move you go out there and get? Like like Matt said, like, is this kind of like, hey, let, you're not giving up... A, I mean, you're not giving up a 2022nd for Kyle Allen. That's what I was going to say. Is the value a third? Is that what it is? But then do you feel good giving up a third? I'd, I'd pay a third all day for the chance at a starting quarterback. Yeah. I would, I would pay I agree. a third all day. <sighs> seconds, t- especially with this class. I wouldn't a pay a second. Really I definitely wouldn't pay I don't a second. think I could do a second either. I don't yeah. think it would cost a second. I mean, the, the, the owner. Two thirds maybe? The huh? owner, no, not even that. Because I think the owner that's asking for a second is living in a la-la land. Sure. Like you're just trying to be a dick. You know, like. Oh, what's hey, what's the cost for uh, Kyle Allen? He goes back, oh, I need a second. He's, he might be the starter. I'm like, dude, they just, you come back and say, dude, they just drafted Will Greer in the third, and Cam Newton's going to be back in, don't say four to eight weeks. Say four weeks. Like, what are you talking about? I'm just looking, you come as like, I'm just looking for a short-term answer. Fuck, right. I'll give you a fourth, okay? Like, let's not, let's not, like, let's not loo me up, all right? All right? I'm the one wearing elephant underwear around here, not you, okay? I'm fancy pants or fancy underpants, not you, buddy, okay? I do the taking advantage around here, ready? See my elephant. What's that noise you make? There it is. Not there bad, it is. Not bad, Garrett. Two, two, could you? So, 
I got I like mean, a two year old and a four year old. But man. like it's a fancy like move like to make like just at, like Garrett said, just a chance to get a starting yeah. cut, cut. I mean, he's produced. Let me let me put these three guys out there. You got Kyle Allen, you got Mason Rudolph, and you got Teddy Bridgewater. Which one would you prioritize the most going after? Because they're all three kind of in a very similar position. Ooh, look at this guy asking good questions. That is very difficult. Now we're gonna talk about him after the show. <laughs> yeah. About you know, I, I, about see, talk about what we're going to talk about, but don't like get rid of that and, and replace it with something else. Yeah, good should, stuff. Should we le, should we let him in the club? No, oh, no, definitely. Oh, okay. Not. Yeah. <laughs> so te- I, I think Teddy B is probably the least appealing to me for some reason. Okay. Um, he's just very vanilla to me. You know what I mean? He always has been, uh, as from a fantasy standpoint, mm-hmm. he just has never been like this huge producer to me. Um, I know he's in a good offense, but he, he, Drew Brees is going to come back, um, and he's just going to go back to his, his mm-hmm. slot. You know what I mean? <sighs> Mason Rudolph, I mean, obviously has the full year. So, I mean, that's a little bit appealing um, from that standpoint. You're going to get to see a large sample size here. Right. But I, I have every expectation that that – all three of these guys are going to come back. So it's kind of hard. Um, I would probably go Mason Rudolph because you're going to get a, a larger sample. Okay. Okay. I have an easy answer for this. It's going to be Kyle Allen. Just because affordability? Th- multiple reasons. One, yeah. cost effect. Yeah. Right? That was uh, what I was also thinking. I'm probably going to get equal value to or equal production out of Kyle Allen that would out of Teddy Bridgewater and Mason Rudolph combined. Opportunity. Okay. Te- Mason Rudolph, he can do whatever he wants to this year. It does not matter what he does. Ben Roethlisberger is the quarterback next year for the Pittsburgh Steelers. No ifs, no ands, no buts. Elephant pants. Elephant buts. pants, buts. Um, so to me, that, that that immediately gets rid of Mason Rudolph. For me, this immediately because yeah. like Ben signed that contract extension. He's going to be there for at least two, three more years, right? So Mason Rudolph will write out his rookie contract. You know what I mean? On the bench, who knows what's going to happen Mason Rudolph. Teddy Bridgewater, knee injury, hasn't looked that great after being over a year fully removed in here. Been in the Saints offense for over a year, so you think he'd come out if he, that it was going to work. Like, he would execute right away. Just looks average. You know what I mean? Like, Andy Dolan-esque. You know, like, sure. nothing, no, he's no Danny Dimes. Let me put it that way. So, for me, Kyle Allen's looked good in all his opportunities. He's going to be the cheapest out of all those guys, most likely. And he's got the best, he's honestly in the best position to be the long-term to starter the on his team. So, to me, the guy who's the cheapest has actually the highest ceiling as well. So, I I, to me, it's Kyle Allen. I think I agree. Hands down. All right. All right. Well, you might Mr. Have, Mason Rudolph. You, you, you might have swayed me a bit, but. Oh, that's nice. You like suede? Suede? Yeah. It's so soft and velvety, of course. What is that, velvet? Uh, Jameis Winston comes out this week. Big rebound week. But who who didn't see that rebound week coming versus that defense? Versus just giving a beat up. But finally, Cam come, Jameis Winston comes in. Because that, you know what? If you're going to uh, show up, show up when you're supposed to show up. Right? Jameis Winston comes in. Big week, 380 yards, three touchdowns. Mike Evans had a lot to say about that and an interception. Quarterback four in a week. Uh, big spike in Jameis Winston's radar. Now, the big thing here is what we're looking at for Jameis Winston dynasty value, definitely in a super flex like this, is the owner who has Jameis might be using this opportunity to sell. Like, oh, finally had a good week. I probably finally get rid of Jameis. Nobody wants to buy because nobody likes Jameis Winston. Right. I like Jameis Winston, but I'm like, I'm on my own little island on here in Jameis. I same thing. Like Jared, well, didn't you jump the train to the boat last week? Or? I, I thought he did. I thought he there took was, a life there vest was, onto the train or something. Yeah, there was some the sort of analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm still on. Uh, uh, <laughs> I saw uh, the vest. I have a, my vest on, right? I haven't drowned, but I'm not like I didn't abandon ship yet. I said the, I said the boat's sinking, water's coming in, but I'm still bailing that water, right? <laughs> I thought you were on a train with a life vest, but the train was falling off of the bridge into the water which is why you had a life vest on yeah either way i'm still safe <laughs> all right i'm still on i'm still on this ride yep uh and i'm with you i have him in a lot of leagues so me too so we're still alive okay Jameis, he had a week if the owner is now saying hey this is my week to finally get rid of him are we buying are we buying Jameis on the cheap or is this just a trick of the eyes this is a trick of the eyes this is this is Jameis winston in a nutshell He's going to have these big games. This is what he's done for the past couple of years. He has a sweet three-week span, and then he'll he'll go, he'll revert right back to throwing a bunch of interceptions. So don't take so, off my vest. So leave your vest on because you're going to be jumping ship soon, Rich. <laughs> I was thinking about that. 
Uh, I'm not buying, but as an owner, I'm feeling. I'm feeling. Yeah, like if I if I owned him, I would definitely take this opportunity to say, "Hey, look, he's back," and sell him. I went but, through on, uh, but I'm definitely not. Buying. I went through yesterday on Monday. I, did, I went to update all my buy sells <laughs> on Dyson's because we had the buy sell tool on Dyson's.com. It's a really cool, fun tool to use. It just yeah. gives you a nice pie chart of like where our whole staff use players, and you know, James is still holds for me. He's on I, say, I think he's a hold for me, too. I changed a lot of players. You, should, like, you guys should I change that because they're playing the Rams next week, and their pass offense is amazing. So he's going to have a crappy week. So I hurry up so. and turn him to a sell right now. Get him out of your lineups. Get him out of your rosters. Or wait till next week, then buy him. Exactly. <laughs> you I'm picking up what you're laying down over there. You, too. Let's, let's flip that to a quarterback now that has um, – uh, just faced the Rams, who's a really good defense. Now, they faced the Rams, who's the number three defense in, uh, on the year. They faced the uh, Titans with their number six defense on the year. He's had a tough go. It played well versus the Jets, who don't have quite as good of defense. Faces the Ravens this week. Baker Mayfield, QB 23 on the year, 39.1 points. This is a guy who was a dynasty darling. I had him as number three overall in Superflex rankings. I did move him down a little bit. He's still my QB two. Um Right now, for a quarterback that was probably pretty hard to get, like mm-hmm. in any format, even a QB one format, the price on Baker is pretty stupid. Um, well, in these neck of the woods, for sure. Everywhere, I was in some other people's woods, and <laughs> it was it was uh, still hard. Out hey, there, who's man. in our woods? Is that rich? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, look at you. Can I get a taste of that, Baker? And they're like, give me your three first. I'm like, this is a one QB league. <laughs> They're like, we know how much you love them. Get out of our forest. We're taking advantage of you. <laughs> squeal like a pig. I'm like, no. no. I don't want to squeal. Some leagues I squealed. Yeah, I've, I've seen you squeal before. You got to pay the piper sometimes. So, um, But obviously this is, as being quarterback 24 in a year, this has opened up a window on Baker, a quarterback who's one and six against good teams, doesn't really, you know, lead pretty much since his starting days, leads the league in interceptions. Right around 19 and 16 starts, uh, so not doing good there. Is this who Baker is? Is Baker just a middle-of-the-road quarterback um, who's slightly above average that has some good weapons around him and just going to be you – know, the, the, the talent won't meet the price point. I think he's got a ton of upside. I think the offense as a whole is struggling, um, you know, as much – I mean, you know this as well. I mean, it's, it's one of those things where these guys are still rounding into form. Not one of them – you know, none of his wide receivers played with him throughout the the preseason. Baker barely played played in the preseason. This is it was I think an error in a lot of head coaches' judgments to have have their starters play so little, and it's showing in a lot of a lot of people's uh, play. But look especially at, look at Green Bay, especially you know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah. who is familiar with his receivers and Devontae Adams. It's the same still thing. Not playing a lot of preseason, acclimating to a new coach's offense. It just. It takes time. It's a reason Tom Brady and the Patriots are so good for being a quarterback in the same system, in the same offense, with that time. time in the NFL, timing is everything. Yep. You know, it's why we liked Terry McLaurin coming out. It's just his route running, the ability to get open. The guys, the reason I like guys like Sterling Shepard, you know, the reason we love Amari Cooper, guys that can get open, get separation, and just timing, 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 timing. And, that, and that's everything. the thing. It, it, Baker is such a better quarterback when he's throwing in rhythm, and the stats, you know, their stats to back it up. When he yep. holds onto the ball, he's a disaster. More than two and a half seconds, it's it's brutal. Right, exactly. So uh, they I, have a lot of work to do in the timing department and, and getting the ball out of his hand quickly. I didn't get to go back and watch a ton of games up until this point. That is one game I went back because I did want to watch Baker. There was a couple things that I noticed. One, the play calling obviously was was Abysmal. not good. It Abysmal. was it was really bad. You have to assume that's going to get better. They're going to put Baker in better positions to make more plays. So that's part of it. The other thing is, I I don't think he is trusting, and and somewhat rightfully so, his offensive line right now. Constantly, he was rolling out to the right, rolling yep. out oh, to yeah. the right, rolling out to the right, and almost never, almost never did he step up in the pocket. So I think there's some things to be corrected. If they can get this offensive line to, you know, if they can get things figured out, because that center and guard isn't too bad. It's it's those tackles that are that are really killing us. It, they're not going to get it figured out. Those are the best that they're going to have all year. The best. Yeah. And if there's an injury, we're screwed because the backup guys are terrible. I'd, I'd really be interested to see the uh, price for Trent Williams right now. I've been th- quietly to myself thinking, Have you been thinking, the, thinking the exact same thing. I would really like to hear what that price is. And if it's a first, 
I'd be willing to do it. All day. Yeah. So we talked about the tough defenses they played earlier in the league. If this opened any kind of window for Baker, I'd seize the moment. Yep. And I'm still buying. You know, the, he's gonna he's gonna acclimate in this offense. He's still got Odell Beckham for a long time. He's still got Jarvis Landry for a long time. He's getting Rashard Higgins back this week as well, who is important to Baker. It's a safety blanket. I was gonna say that's a that's an important piece. I know a lot of people out there in the fantasy realm might be like, Oh, big deal, but that is his the safety blanket. And and look who they're facing. And, and Baker now again it's the dynasty, so it's long term, but even if you're trying to make a strong push for the second half of this year in any format of a league, the Browns second half schedule is tremendously favorable. I mean, mm-hmm. you're talking about, we talk about, you know, how bad that Arizona defense is. Well, the Browns play Arizona. The yep. Browns play the Dolphins. Yep. They play Pittsburgh twice. Who's given up over six, about over 600 yards, multiple touchdowns to their, their second. I know they got Mika Fitzpatrick, but their secondary has been absolutely atrocious. They play the Bengals. The Again, defense yep. isn't very good as well. The Ravens, the Ravens are pretty bad as well. So they're so play. this is a defense. This is where just naturally from competition, his stats are going to inflate and his prices and go back up. So right now they have this tough schedule. We've got New England coming up as well. San Francisco on the road is not going to be easy. This might be just a good buy-in window for Baker. And sometimes, you know, even guys like Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams right now, who I'm sure oh, we're yeah. going to talk about when we get to the receivers them. here. You know, sometimes you have to use these down moments as buying opportunities because for guys with, that you truly believe in. That you truly believe yeah. in. Because with these down moments also brings losing records. Right? So people are just in the dumps. And when people are in the dumps, for sometimes sure. they make drastic dish bad decisions in Dynasty. You know, this new Superflex startup, premium startup league, I started, you know, I drafted with David Montgomery, Devontae Freeman. My quarterbacks are Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, receivers, Brandon Cooks, Stephon Diggs, and Chris Godwin, and my tight ends, O.J. Howard. You know, on paper going the year, I'm like, I feel really good about this youth and core. And guess what? I'm 0-3 with the least, least amount of points in the league because nobody... Everybody's been a disappointment. You've been served up a doo-doo sandwich, basically, yeah. at every position. I've already flashed sales. I already had a flash sale. I sold De- <laughs> uh, Devontae Freeman today for a first, and I'm uh, trying to make some other offers as well. It's a good deal. But, it, it, but it's not a blow-up where it's young. It's just kind of, okay, this, it's a lost year, possibly. You mm-hmm. know, just because of where I'm at, 0-3, I'm so far behind in points. It's, it, we'll see how it goes. Everybody steps up. I can make the playoffs, but let's not be overly optimistic here. So... Sometimes with those, like like I'm doing, I sold Devontae Freeman today. Sometimes it just opens those slight windows where you can get a player for fair value or slightly less value because people are already feeling out of it. You know what I mean? Like, even though they're not, we mentioned before, the bye weeks are coming. Uh, depth is important here where some people start off 0-3 and it's the woe and me attitude. And I see it like Stefan Diggs only has 20 points. Like, get, get him out of here. You know 20 what I mean? points on the year. So, yeah. on the year. So, um, we'll, we'll get to that when year. we talk about some receivers here. A um, couple more quarterbacks here. Let's get through uh, real quick. Jared Goff, QB 20 on a year. Uh, stats very similar to Baker's right now. Almost mm-hmm. identical, but nobody's talking about... Everybody wants to talk about Baker being a chump, but nobody's talking... Is anybody out there on the national TV calling Jared Goff a chump or a bum? bum? No, and he, he had some bad passes this, this weekend, too. Watch. Against a depleted Browns uh, defense, don't yeah, forget. There I was mean, some underthrows, some overthrows. There wasn't one starter there out in the secondary. I yeah. mean, all all four of those positions were were inactive. So. Yep. All right, cool. Let's we're, we're wrapping. Uh, we got to wrap this up. We're at fifty minutes here. Um, okay. I want to talk about a couple of running backs before we get to the nerd episode. We're actually going to break down some of these receivers. We're in the nerd episode. We're going to talk about Mike Evans, Tyler Lockett, Mark Davis, Valdez, Marquez Valdez, Scantlin, Mike Williams, Deion Kane. Uh, we're going to talk about some of these tight ends, and I got, you know, we're going to have to talk about Will Disley here, too. You'll get all those guys for the price of a cup of coffee. But in the meantime, let's look at a couple guys this week. Philip Lindsay, running back three in a week, uh, had 21 attempts, 81 yards, two touchdowns, four reception, 49 yards. It doesn't, it seems like no matter what they do here with Royce Freeman, uh, Royce Freeman's exactly what I thought he would be coming in here, just not that great. Uh, didn't really show, he's the one that lost value here in college. Everybody thought he was going to be a fantastic player and just really just became a jag for me. When he got drafted by the Broncos, people loved him. I never loved him. Didn't even like him with the opportunity because I didn't think he was that great. Philip Lindsay comes in here, comes in Denver, undrafted, makes the Pro Bowl last year. Looks right now, like no matter how much they want to make like Royce Freeman part of this offense, Phil Lindsay looks five times better than Royce Freeman. And he's getting it done. I mean, for a guy of his stature, 
He could run between the tackles, which is damn amazing. That's the thing. I mean, people see him, they see his size, you know, five foot eight, 190 pounds, and you just see the guy. He doesn't look like he's built like a, um, you know, a, a guy that can run between the tackles, but he is a very tough runner for his size. And he almost, I mean, that that that's almost his preferred angle is to get get in there and get dirty between the tackles and then break a nice little long run. So it's it's he's a very interesting prospect, I guess. Uh, for me, it's this is a sell high for me. I the first two games he did not look good. They they've been an almost a perfect 50-50 split. They had the same amount of targets in the passing game this week, five targets each. It was 21 carries to 15 carries. Like it's one of the closest true splits we've seen. And it's not because I love Royce Freeman. I don't really like him either. I just don't see either one doing any better than like running back 23 like I think that's the running back 20 might be the ceiling. I just don't think there's any real ceiling there with how much they're going to continue to use both of these guys. Yeah, but it's going to be Lindsay who's going to finish in that, and that's a running back too. Yeah, it, it would which be Lindsay. Which is extremely valuable, and Lindsay's guys could be had. And I do envision Lindsay long-term. He's going to be that timeshare running back. But in the today's NFL, lots of people are those timeshare running backs, and he's valuable in the passing game. Uh, he can run between the tackles. Anybody gets hurt, he's a guy in – I kind of somewhat disagree with you, Garrett, on that, where I think it is 50-50 right now. But I think as everything – we'll see how the, the season progresses. But, I mean, Royce Freeman's showing his colors. Same thing he showed last year. Same thing he's showing now. I think the only downside of Lindsay is the main – like how good is going to be the next guy they bring in out of the 2020 class, sure. right? Like how much is he going to take away from Because they don't owe Lindsay anything, you know. Right. Uh, He's nothing on the roster. But right, he's an undrafted guy. And, and, he's making dirt. He's making no money. And at this all. offense is is due for a total blow up. I mean, they're zero three right now. Things are not looking good. The sky is falling in Denver. I I don't know if I could get if I could get a sneak of first in there. I'm doing it all for day a, long. for a running back. Oh, that for sure. Yeah, yeah e- even maybe a high end second, I would do it for Lindsey. Even if these guys split, like you're saying, for the rest of the year, it's. Philip Lindsay has a nose for the end zone, and I mean it was it was evident last year where he almost doubled sure. the touchdown you know total, and and right now he's he's doing the same thing. I mean he's he's scoring the touchdowns, and Royce Freeman just isn't. And and when you see him actually run the ball, he just looks more dynamic to me. So that's why I, I agree. Lean, I, I would lean towards Philip. I do Lindsay think he's the two. better player. I just I just don't see either one. Like I said, their ceiling no, I, being I, a low in RB two. I agree. I mean, so, I, there's not like there's not there's no. You know, RB one upside. You know, right. obviously you're gonna have weeks like like this past week where you know he's gonna he had touch a good week. Yeah, he's yeah. Gonna but touch then the RB1. first two weeks were were brutal. Yeah. So as, as Lindsay owner, then are we just hoping? Uh, you know, huge week this week. Are we hoping that he translates that into another week next week, really good, and then we're losing that window as a good selling point to try and sneak out a 2021? Because I I agree, he, his value's not there. Uh, realistically, but everybody, as the season goes along, if Lindsey could put a couple more games together, everybody needs running back help. Sure. I mean, a couple of other guys are going to get hurt. And Absolutely. So are we looking at Lindsey as, as a prime sell then? Here's coming for, soon. For me, he is. That, that's absolutely what I'm looking to do. Or maybe even use him, like, if, if a team is like, I want to make that big push, put him and a... Like a, LaShawn McCoy together. Exactly. Or, you know, and Chris Thompson. So they can have lines. all the running back depth that they need and... Then, then see what picks I can get or see if I can package them for a good receiver or something like that. All right, let's look at the Patriots' backfield here now with uh, Devlin going on IR. Uh, Sonny Michelle has been, you know, somebody who I preach as, you know, one of my bold predictions. He'd be a running back one, top six. Uh, an absolute utter disappointment. On average under three yards per carry. He's running back 41 on a year. Uh, or he was running back 41 this week, 45 on a season. Only at 7.1 points. Uh, nine attempts, 11 yards, but he did score the touchdown, which helped uh, save the day. And to me, it's weird because I just want to understand because they're just not using him yeah. at all. And they're and now with Devlin getting hurt, they're probably going to change the system where it's going to be Rex Burkhead and James White on the field compared to Sony Michelle Moore. And, and don't forget that James White was out this week. Um, you know, it was a personal reason, but he was inactive. Yeah. So you would have given birth. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. You would have hoped to have seen, you know, an uptick in the receiving game or something from Michelle. But I mean, it all seemed to funnel he, into Rex. He doesn't Burkett. have a single catch on the season. And he got one, one target, one target one this target. past week. It is wow. as they preach him in the preseason too. I'm completely befuddled. Here I am too. I thought this was a Sony breakout game. I truly did. With what when they announced James White wasn't playing because his wife was giving birth. Yeah. I was like, this is it. Finally, like Sony's going to show him what he's got. 
He's going to show him what he's working with. Catch he's four gonna, or five passes. He's going he's to take his pants off. Bills will be like, oh, my God, are those elephant underwear? You get all the carries, all the catches. Get out there, Babar. Let's get this done. And you know, it just didn't happen. And now here's sexy Rexy Burkhead, oh my who I threw down by the wayside. He will not die. No, no. He's like a recycling can. Like you throw him, there, you throw him in the recycling bin, and then eight months later, you're drinking out of him again. It's gonna, it's gonna be Brandon Bolden next. He's gonna strike next, and it, and, it, and I'm gonna want to hurt myself, dude. Jonas Gray, yeah. Right. <laughs> Who are these people? So for me, yeah, I mean Rex Burkhead finishes the week as running back eight in a week with 18 points, and Sony's in La La Land. Yep. I had somebody just offer me Sony Michelle pretty much for a high, high second round pick. Uh, I didn't make the deal. You did, it, did not. I had to give up. LaShawn McCoy and Chris Thompson, too. Oh, so there's other pieces. It's Chris, LaShawn McCoy, Chris Thompson, and a very high second for, uh, Sony, for and, Sony. And a fifth or something like that? And a fifth back. And I'm just so hesitant to pull the trigger. I, if, I, if I do get rid of uh, that, I don't get into my detail traits. But, no. I mean, to me, it's just like even, even now, the Sony truther, I'm somewhat hesitant. You're st- the doubt is creeping in. And it's, listen, I went through this with Lawrence Maroney years ago. With Bill Belichick, and they spent that was the last time they spent like a high draft pick yeah. on a, on a running back. Last first round, and I yeah. was so excited for this guy, and he just literally went to dust on that roster, and then poof, he was out of the NFL. And I hope that does not happen to Sony Michelle because I think he's got talent. I, but I thought Lawrence Maroney had talent too, so it's it's one of those things where if you're not doing exactly your job and what Bill Belichick wants you to do, you're basically useless to the guy. Yeah. And I hope that's not what's happening, but it seems like that's what's happening. Uh, Garrett, I'm sure you want to talk about your guy who had a somewhat uh, revival with the dead, Joe Mixon. Yeah, I was excited about that. It was a, it was a good week for Mixon. Came in as RB10 on the week. Uh, he uh, looked in the passing game, rushed for about 60-some yards. Uh, so I, I was very pleased, especially in a game that was somewhat of a negative game script. They were down to Buffalo virtually the whole time, came storming back. They were down 14 and a half, came storming back. Um, they, of course, ran Andy Dalton in from the one, or it would have been even a better day. He and, caught a touchdown, though. But he did catch Yeah, they wouldn't even hand it to him. They're in like, close, we'll yeah. throw it to you. Right, right. You know, so they're, 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 trying, to, they're trying to screw me over, but he, he still ended up with a good day. Uh, so I, I, I still think better days are ahead. Yeah, uh, high-end running back, too, like I've been saying for weeks. <laughs> okay, hold on. So if I'm saying RB11 and you're saying high-end RB2, that's like two spots away. Okay, well, like thirteen and eleven. And one of us will be right, and one of us will be wrong. <laughs> then why have we debated this for weeks? Well, I think one's a running back one, one's a running back two. I will say this: he's, that's like saying, "Hey, he, he is looking better I had, than I had uh, Duke Johnson." Point nine percent. Just give me the A. That You're was like, the Sorry, bet. It's a B plus. That was the bet, wasn't it? Man? It, it was the bet. Duke Johnson, bet? Duke Johnson, and Joe Mixon. Oh, but we had another bet too. Well, yeah, Geis is dead. Okay, he well, died. you lost that one. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, well, I can't lose on death. Well. And there's still no guarantee you're not going to win that bet. We don't know what's going to happen out there. In it's Houston. true. It's I know they're we'll working out running backs. We'll, we'll see. There's we'll a, see. There's hope. Guys, there's a lot of football to be played left, right? We're Absolutely. 16% through the season. I just hope he's active for 10 games. I don't care what else happens to Duke Johnson. Just activate it, that man for 10 I know, games. So, so we can get, get our, yeah, so we get our third. How did we do that? I mean, that if the Browns win this week, we're first place in division. That Yep. Absolutely. So, I mean, dude, people just, again, just like Dynasty, everybody just wants to overreact about every single week. We're yep. here to steady the ship. Let's talk about a couple guys that are down, though, in Dynasty. Now, we mentioned this summer who was a great sell high, and that was James Conner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he just looks, I don't know, what's the best way to say it? Abysmal? 20.7 points? It's it, Running back 36 in the season? I mean, there's a lot to worry about there. Look good in shape. Gun show. But we mentioned <laughs> before, like, this is a situation where, like, can he be replaceable? In the 2020 class, we mentioned we were we, talking we, about 2020 running backs. Like, who's the sneaky guy that's going to get replaced? We, we saw him we as broke a, it down as, as James Conner. Yeah, as Con- Conner is a short window type of guy. You know what I mean? Hashtag and, two to three year window. And guy. it may even have been shorter than we, you know, had initially thought. But, I, but we did definitely pimp him as a guy to sell. And and right now it's not looking great. I mean, you're working with the backup quarterback basically the whole yeah. rest of the year, which that's which, be tough. which makes it difficult, obviously, for the for the running back to get a lot of space because everyone's going to crowd up the line of scrimmage. So I, I, th- I think you're going to see a lot more games kind of like this where you, or, or like what he got the first couple of weeks where you're getting like Hope low for a touchdown, low end double digits kind of kind of thing. You so know? with everybody, you know, funny kind of, you know, people, some people need running back help right now. It's definitely Saquon going named. out. Do you approach if you have James Conner, do you approach the Saquon owner and you try to privy away his 2021st for James Conner? Is James Conner worth more than 2021st? 
or are you satisfied in that 2021st and living with the results? So, I mean, anybody that drafted James Conner and held, held him this long, you, you got him late. You know, obviously mm-hmm. he was he was injured, so I would feel okay, you know, getting the usage that you've gotten out of him to this point and, and selling him for a first. I really would. I'd, I'd be fine with that as well. I agree. I, I am on a – I'm going to seize this moment, and, you know, if he comes back and he's okay, you know, again, like running back 10 to 15, then you still got the first, capitalize on that draft pick, which you should be able to do this draft class and live with the results. And if, if he flounders, then you got to like a bandit. On raw talent alone – regardless of where that pick is in the draft, the raw talent will be better than Connor's raw talent. We'll see what the situation is. But on raw talent alone, what, whatever running back you pick in the first round would be better on talent. Yeah, and then you just hope, and you hope the the, the team that lost Saquon, who's desperate, they're trying to make that desperate play for that pick, you know, they look at it, hey, I'm getting James Connor, I'm getting high end running back. Meanwhile, he's running back like 36 on a year. And you hope that over the next eight, eight weeks, which is pretty much the entire rest of the fantasy season here, that that team just flounders, right? Maybe they have other options out here, but they think, they think James Conner is an upgrade, but James Conner still just produces those eight to 11 points. And now you're making, you're helping your draft that first round pick where the owner's going to make that move as a move to keep competing. You'd make the flip, and then it actually doesn't help him keep competing, and he ends up missing the playoffs. And now that first-round pick turned out to be pick six. And and what you can use to help sell it, and, of course, my phone's not loading like I wanted it to. Oh, here we go. Uh, I mean, he basically got all of all of the touches, too. It's, you know, it's not like uh, Snell's getting in there much. Uh, Samuels isn't really getting in there just, much. I, I was going to say, Samuels, I don't think, was part of the offense at all this week. No, he really wasn't. Uh, I mean, I don't even think he got a touch this week. No, I don't. I think it was none. Yeah, so, I mean... That's the thing you can you can use to sell him is hey he is he is the guy that it's Pittsburgh they use one guy run him into the ground and Connor's still their guy. All right, and then uh, just to get you, I saw the report just come out here on Nick Vanette. Just want to uh, upgrade on that. Uh, they're trading Nick Vanette in exchange for a twenty twenty fifth round pick, which is in terrible compensa- compensation. And Ian report actually reports that Vance McDonald has a shoulder sprain and it shouldn't even be that extended. To- interesting, very interested though. So why you make the move? Two tight end sets? I don't know. We'll find out. I was going to say, it might be in an effort to run the ball better because... Trading away... They've done this a couple times now. They're trading away draft picks in what will probably be their worst record year in a long time. Well, as a Browns fan, I support these decisions. (laughs) Keep giving away your draft picks, please, and keep sucking it up, Pittsburgh, because I have no bad feelings about that. Uh, In the meantime, we're going to end this show and jump into our Nerd episode. That's right. The Nerd episode is an extra podcast uh, for you. We're actually talking about some receivers and tight ends in this next episode. You can join the Nerd Herd for the mere price of a cup of coffee a month. That's right. For one cup of coffee a month. You can buy it for me, preferably. Not Garrett, not her Matt. Uh, You can not only support the site and the podcast, but then we give you back with an extra podcast a month. That's right, four extra hours, sometimes even more, of us dribble-drabbling in your air about elephant underwear and the players that we like and some good dynasty moves to make along the lathe. Way and then you get, and in return you end up with players like Daniel Jones on your roster. I can't wait to do this next episode. We can talk about Will Disley, uh, and along with those extra podcasts, you get our rankings, which we have Superflex, IDP, uh, Superflex, and Premium, Standard, Rookies, Devi. Uh, we have those up there. We have the buy sell tool, and we have more tools coming uh, with subscription money. We just again any. Anyone that comes in with a subscription too, you're just reinvesting back in the dynasty community because we don't pay ourselves anything. Pat, Garrett, how long have you been doing the podcast? Uh, since March. How much have we paid you to do this? Zero. Yeah, keep on counting those zeros, buddy, because they're, <laughs> they're still coming. So all the money that comes in is pretty much uh, just going to be reinvested back into more tools and more stuff, literally for your benefit to be like a better dynasty uh, player. That's all we care about is just providing having a dynasty nerds, every viable option to make you the best dynasty player ever. We've got some big things in the works. Uh, unfortunately, developers is probably going to be another year, but with your help, we'll get there sooner. We're days away. Uh, and you can always support the site by just checking them out. We have tons of free stuff. Hundreds you don't have to, of days. You don't have to be a nerd herd member to like benefit from dynastynerds.com. All our articles are free. Yep. And we got like three of those bad boys dropping a day. So make sure you just check out dynastynerds.com every single day, even if you're a cheap dude, uh, <laughs> you don't want to get out there. Uh, make sure you leave us a rating review on iTunes. When we get to a thousand reviews, I think we're gonna give away 10 t-shirts. Yep. Or like 80 away from that. So it's a while. It's slowed down. Huh? Well, yeah. We haven't been asking for it as much lately. You're we right. did cross 6,000 on Facebook though. Nice. Oh, 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 oh yeah. And speaking of that, 
Garrett, you're 100% right with the Facebook group. Over 6,000 members, we broke that point in the Facebook group. If you have Facebook, which, you know, sometimes you can be excited, sometimes you can't, mostly not. But the Dynasty Nerds Facebook group is something you have to be a part of. Yep. Over 6,000 members on there posting trade questions, getting information. It's an amazing. It's like the best forum you could possibly get on there. Polls galore. If you like Dynasty Fantasy Football, check out polls, Matt. Polls. I know what kind of polls you're talking about. Yeah, P-O-L-L-S as in, like, vote here. <laughs> I know what kind of poll you're thinking about. <laughs> Elephant trunks. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, our Facebook group that is now 6,000 strong, the best part about Dynasty Fantasy Football and Dynasty Nerds is here to help you do, you know, just that, be a better Dynasty player. Now, every Sunday morning from 1030 to 1230 Eastern Standard Time, that all our writers at Dynasty Nerds, not all of them, but some of the talented writers that we have here at Dynasty Nerds, are going to take your start stick questions in Dynasty Nerds Facebook group. Just search Dynasty Nerds on Facebook, and they'll see you there Sunday. Basically, we have a lot of our writers on there answering Q&As mm-hmm. on the Facebook group page every Sunday from 1030 to 1230. Yeah, they did it last week. It was awesome. It was really, really cool. Yeah, so another little nice tool. I might jump on there occasionally when I'm not at the Browns games pounding drinks uh, with Matt over here. We got loosey-goosey, didn't we? We did get a little loose. Yeah, I like that. like mm-hmm. that a lot. So I'm at church, so I can't do it either. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> got, everybody has fun their own ways. Yes, I mean, indeed. You know, you're going to heaven. <laughs> I'm be, you'll be in the front of the line. I'll, just be, I'll get in eventually, but... <laughs> I'll be on my phone on Twitter, just checking everything out. You'll be like Clay Matthews. Somebody will have to be like out over there, like rah rah, for you on the sidelines. I'll be. I'm getting there. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> so make sure to check that. Another great reason to now to join the Facebook group is a start sick thing from our writers and just to see the polls on there. Facebook, check it out. Did you uh, say polls? You know oh, that's right. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention for a second. Sorry. Pull up my underwear. <laughs> um, and that's it. And we'll be back uh, next week. Except for the nerd members, we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Daniel Stephen Jones. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.